0: All right, everybody, welcome back to episode number 26 now of the Low Side Podcast. Uh, excited for my guest, a uh, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, uh, I think now a former PGA Latin America player, uh, and kind of working in the corporate golf world now, uh, Mr. Drew Page. Drew, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me. Um, funny to hear that, former... <laughs>
1: former p g a tour latin american player and it's uh kind of weird to hear it, but uh yeah, that is happy to be on the on the podcast
0: that is correct, isn't it
1: it is yeah i played down there in um three years two thousand fifteen sixteen seventeen so uh la finished up last year and uh played a little mini tour golf this year two thousand eighteen um up until about august. And then, you're right, I entered the uh, corporate golf world um, with Scotty Cameron.
0: Nice, we'll get into that. But first, I want to ask, uh, I know you and Kevin Tway are boys, and uh, you kind of got like a double double whammy in the last few weeks with Tiger winning, and then Kevin going birdie, birdie, birdie in the playoff to win last weekend. Uh, what was that like watching for you, knowing that I was one of your close buddies?
1: Um, It was, I mean, incredibly exciting for me. Um, Kevin and I live together down in Jupiter. He's, you know, probably my best friend. Um, I mean, it was just, we've talked about it so many times, just both of us winning um, everything that we've worked for the last however many years since we've turned pro and um, just, you know, after good rounds, after bad rounds, trying to work on the little things to, uh, you know, to get to that stage and to, to win on the PJ Tour. I can't tell you how many times we've had those conversations and just for it to, to pay off for one of us and, and it, for it being Kevin now, it was, it was awesome to see.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure you guys planned for it to happen with uh, three birdies in the playoff. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, you never plan for it to happen in a playoff, you know. Either I mean, I would assume no one wants their first win to, or to like have that pressure of being like your first win, having to go into a playoff. But um, I mean, he handled it like he had been there plenty of times before, and um, I mean, it was awesome to see. I'm not sure if you watched it, but uh, it, I mean, it looked like he just you know knew exactly what. Uh, what he was doing and he had been in that position before so it was yep. pretty cool
0: yeah ice in his veins um but before like all that i know you talked about like planning um and kind of talking about those visions of winning I, the place i usually like to start is just um kind of tell me about where you grew up where you're from and a little bit about who you are
1: yeah so i grew up in the mountains of north carolina just uh, just outside of Asheville, and um I was born and raised there, um, and uh, went to a high school called Tuscola High School. Had a great group of guys there that I grew up with. Um, a lot of a lot of golfers there, and my high school team won the state championship. And then, um, and then I got recruited and uh, and decided on Oklahoma. So that's kind of my Oklahoma connection, Oklahoma State, uh, and then that was that was my second family out there
0: who um like do you remember were you somebody who like played golf um I, I, I think from my experience people that end up going and playing college golf are people who played at a young age um, who kind of like got you into the game and do you remember when you were kind of first getting started
1: um well my dad is a pro as well he uh, he's he's been a club pro for Thirty years now, or something like that. But he competed on, you know, like mini tours and, uh, you know, qualifiers and sections stuff and all that. He was a really good player. He, you know, he was uh, he was one of the best best pros in North Carolina. Um, so he was he was who got me started. I remember I was like, well, I don't remember, but my parents have always told me as soon as I could walk, like eighteen months or something like that, like. Walking own and balance and all that, I was swinging the golf club because we lived on a golf course. So uh, basically, as soon as I could walk, I was swinging the golf club, and then I literally just have always played since. So, and I, and having my dad as a as a teacher and all that, he taught me all my life. Um, it was pretty easy just to uh, always go, you know, rely on him when I needed help.
0: And then you mentioned. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, obviously, um, for anybody who knows college golf knows Oklahoma State is like the Alabama of college golf. Um, Like, when did you know or when did you start to realize, okay, I have pretty good game and I think I have game that can take me like to the highest level?
1: Um, Well, I was a good junior player and I was, I mean, I was getting recruited by, a decent amount of schools, but at the time, nothing quite close to Oklahoma state, just because like you said, they're like the Alabama, um, and football. And, um, I mean, I was, I was probably top 75 or 50 junior players in the country, but everybody in my, everybody in my recruiting class for Oklahoma state was like top 10 in the, in the world. So they were really, really good players. Um, so it was it was kind of an outlier that I got recruited, but um, I got lucky with with our coach there. It was Coach McGraw at the time, and he happened to be watching on a hole that um, I made. Uh, I made like a really tough birdie on it, and then I made maybe five in a row after that. And he just happened to watch all of those, and that's kind of how I fell into it. I, I I literally made six birdies or five birdies in a row. Um, on uh, or on his watch then that was the first time ever meeting me and uh and that's how he recruited me
0: so i've asked this to people before um i didn't play high school golf I, i played high school baseball um and i have some friends that played high level golf but it to me it seems like getting recruited to play college golf doesn't happen at all around like actual high school golf activities it seems to me to be like all the national junior tournaments and the AJGA stuff, uh, and yeah. like the USGA. Is that how the recruiting process works as like a fourteen to eighteen year old kid? Yeah, definitely.
1: It's that's it's kind of the AJGA circuit and like US Junior, and there's a couple other big junior tournaments that, um, you know, that were kind of sprinkled in there. But um, I mean, the I guess if you I don't know baseball very well, how you get recruited in there, but I guess I can compare it to basketball, but like there's AAU basketball and that's where all the coaches, like kind of go to recruit there. And, um, and, uh, and that's, that's like the AJGA circuit for golf. So, yeah, I think everything, yeah, that's where you would see,
0: I think everything's kind of moved more towards the, the club circuit or, um, kind of the select circuit type thing. Um, I have a I have a funny story about Coach Bratton. Actually, I I we don't know each other. He wouldn't know who I am, but he was actually the first person that I asked to come on the podcast. Like way before I even had any credibility. Not that I have much now, but before I had any. And uh, we went back and forth in emails, and he said. He kind of like brushed it to the side, and then I actually volunteered at the US Junior in Kansas at Flint Hills, and I okay. was, so this is kind of funny, and it'll come full circle, but I was the walking scorer for Matt semi semifinal round, and Coach Bratton was out there, and he and I ended up next to each other talking, and we kind of connected the dots, and so... After that, he was like, shoot me an email, remind me, we'll get it done, and I just haven't gotten around to it, so I need to interview and talk to Coach Brad. Yeah, you need to get him. I need to do it in person, because I want to go play Karsten. I haven't been out there yet, but... (laughs) Well, I don't... I mean, Karsten is sick, but
1: it's going to beat you up, too, so get get ready for that. Be prepared.
0: I get beat up on a lot easier courses than Karsten, so... Um, that's bound to happen. Um, No, and kind of like on that topic, you know, you get recruited to a place like Oklahoma State. Obviously, you said, you know, you were a top 100 amateur at the time. Um, But then kind of taking it even to the next level, you get to Stillwater and you get to Karsten and you're playing with, you know, Kevin Tway, who you know and live with, and Peter Uline and Morgan Hoffman. What was it like kind of walking in the first day knowing, not necessarily what those guys have become, but knowing that the potential was there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a little intimidating. Not so much the guys that came in in my class, but just knowing the history of the program, who came before me, and who was there at the time already. Um, Just because our our history is so decorated, and um, our coaches and all that, it's just, Oklahoma state's a different um just a different program just the way they go about the business our business and um yeah it was definitely intimidating going into it but um uh, and that's part of the reason I redshirted in my first year too I just I, I wasn't um mature enough probably and my golf wasn't quite ready either so it was a, it was a big learning curve for me but um you know it was probably the greatest thing I ever done, uh, you know. Did was was going there, and, and um, you know I learned so much, and and uh, you know my goal was to play the PGA tour, and I think there was no better place to learn how to do that um, than, than
0: there. Um, and so like as you're at Oklahoma State, going through, you know, playing all over the country, and then kind of wrapping up and graduated. I. I'm curious to know, like, what what was your path, like, your last, you know, playing season? I think golf is in the spring, so, like, your last spring, knowing college golf was up, like, what was on your mind for what was next, and, like, how did you go about starting that trajectory?
1: Um, well, we we actually have a fall and spring season in college, college golf, so we have a couple in the, um, we have, like, four events in the fall, and then maybe... Guess depending on how far you get in postseason, six to ten in the spring, and uh, you know I, I wasn't sure because I redshirted that last year or my first year. I actually had another year of eligibility, but I graduated on time, so I was kind of going back and forth between um, you know staying another year and and uh, playing pro golf, but uh, I ended up going up the pro golf way and. Um, you know, I think it was a good decision for me at the time. You not know, whether or not I was, I was ready or not. Uh, you know, was, I, I did it and and uh, and I I enjoyed uh, kind of getting myself into the mix there.
0: Yeah, and I want to jump into like the Latin tour stuff. I had a, I remembered a question that I was kind of stumped on trying to pinpoint earlier, but um, like what is it about Oklahoma State? I know you mentioned like the way they do their business differently, but why do you think? Oklahoma State has the history it does, um, and why do you think they've been able to sit, sustain it the way that they have? Um, a part of it is our donors and our
1: alumni history. I mean, we had so many, we had so many guys that you know came through the program, went to the PGA tour, and then those guys give back to our program, whether it's um, in advice, or coming back and working with players, seeing them, or if it's you know through you know donating through our our, our pro am every year, um, it's just kind of a mix of of all of that. And you know when you have guys like that, leaders, it's just easy to follow their path. And um, you know the facilities that we have at Carson. You said you hadn't played out there, but I'm not sure if you've been out there either, but when you have facilities like that, too, if you don't, uh, if you don't, you know, thrive under those conditions, you're kind of doing something wrong. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I uh, I haven't been out there. I, I, there's a name you might know. Um, Sam Stevens is. Uh, yeah. I'd call him a. I, I know the
1: name. Yeah,
0: he he just graduated um, this past That's spring. That's right. um, And he went to the same high school I went to. He was. Not in high school when I graduated, but he and I have got to know each other. Uh, as you know, he's gotten older and progressed, and uh, every time he ever came back for a break or whatnot, and we would go play. Uh, he had talked to, uh, about the facilities and kind of said exactly what you just mentioned that it's uh it's primed up for if you're there to be successful.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know him very well, um, Sam. I think I've met him a couple times, but. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard the story from like you said, and and um, I mean it's just it's just the best of the best, and a lot of I think we were one of the first um, colleges to really like have our own facilities. So I know I know some some places have you know mirrored their their stuff after ours. So I think we we're kind of one of the leaders in, in that aspect.
0: Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, so you, you graduate, you start trying to go play on mini tours, and you start trying to get on the Latin tour. Um, how, how did you get your Latin tour card? Or like, for anybody listening who's not familiar with that process, what is, how did you get there? So
1: they, they have a Q school, um, just like they do for web.com or PGA Tour. Um, they, they have that for Latin America as well. Um, actually, and Canada, and China. So those are all affiliates of the PGA Tour that they own. Um, so they just have a couple of different Q schools. And uh, my first year was 2015, and I actually did it in Peru, hmm. and uh, I got through there and got full status on that tour, and then um, yeah, and then played there
0: ever since what uh um, what was it like being you know totally out of your comfort zone culturally and not speaking the language what uh what was it like playing on the Latin tour?
1: It was pretty difficult at first but also like really cool uh, I didn't speak Spanish, so I was kind of behind the A ball before i took i took uh, French in high school, which is um literally the last three years of my life I've regretted. <laughs> because I, was, I literally I literally knew nothing about Spanish. But uh, um, it was really cool. I mean, traveling with um, – I, I traveled with a couple of different guys from Oklahoma State, Ian Davis, which you might know that name. He's an Edmond, uh, Oklahoma City guy. And then uh, Brad Gale, who's was an Oklahoma State guy as well, who lives down here in Jupiter. Um, they played the tour for the last couple of years as well. So kind of traveled with those guys um, among – like a couple other Americans as well, so
0: it was it was a nice little uh, it was a nice little like group of guys that we had. Do you have like a favorite place or like a favorite story from those three years? Uh, favorite story probably not uh, appropriate um, it's, <laughs> for it, the internet or for a podcast. It it'll live in uh, history forever. So yeah, you can <laughs> pick and choose.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll probably we'll, I'll, I'll tell you another time off record, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but my f- favorite place is probably either Peru to be honest Lima is an awesome place um, or I really like Chile uh, Chile was really nice too so um, I always wanted to go to Machu Picchu in Peru while I was there but yeah. that was like a, a full, full day trip out of the way so unfortunately I never got to do it but and the people are really nice in Lima and uh, the golf course was, was really good as well so it was probably one of my favorite places
0: Machu Picchu is actually it's funny you say that it's a bucket list item of mine uh, I have a buddy of mine that we literally just need to plan it we've done all the research there's like a uh this is getting off topic, but there's like a five day hike you can do. So you don't just take the train, you like hike through the jungle and through the mountains and uh, the fifth day, like the finish is at Machu Picchu. So I've always wanted to do that as well.
1: Yeah. um, Some of the guys that, like I said, some of the guys went and did it, Um, you know, while I was, while we were down there, they, they made trips out of it and I just, I just never did, but you definitely can. Yeah. And, I saw, I saw pictures and whatnot and it was, I mean, looked unbelievable and that's why I always wanted to go, but
0: yeah, I feel like South America is a fun place for young twenties to mid twenties, single guys to go hang out for a couple of years. (laughs) It's definitely easier if you're single, but I mean, (laughs) there are plenty of guys that have wives
1: and families that were playing it. So, you know, you know, Power to them. More, more, more up to them. It's, it's pretty cool that they did it, but uh, but yeah, it, it's probably better if you're single.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and that's like one of the things you know. I've meant, I've learned getting to know some guys that like, kind of like yourself, have spent you know their post college career just grinding. Really, um, whether they have families or they don't have families, they're just kind of chasing this dream and trying to make it all work. Is um, that I don't think most people understand the work and the grind that really goes into it to play golf at the professional level um what do you like as somebody who's done it you've you did it for three years what do you consider the biggest challenge that like people on the outside don't understand what you were going through um
1: probably how much you have to spend and um how if you're breaking even on the mini tours and like the Latin and Canada tour, like that's, that's pretty, pretty damn good. Um, you tell people that you meet randomly or even friends that don't quite understand it. Uh, you know, you tell them you're, you're playing pro golf and even though you're going to some pretty sweet places, I mean, it's, it's really expensive and it's uh i mean there's some lonely times too where you're sitting in airports for hours upon end in hotels by yourself and uh, you know maybe you just miss a couple cuts in a row and although in the grand scheme of things it's not that bad um, like i said you can have some pretty uh some pretty lonely times and uh, it like i'm i'm maybe uh you know making it sound bad pro golf is is awesome but it's not it's not what everybody sees on the PGA Tour, and even some of those guys on the PGA Tour. I mean, a lot of them have have gone through the same things that that I went through on Latin. And, you know, they worked their way up the ranks. So, yep.
0: Yeah, you know, when,
1: when when you finally get to the PGA Tour, coming off one of those, it's uh, it, it's that much sweeter.
0: Yeah, and I I think um from people I've talked to like even once you get to the PGA Tour now you're trying to stay there. Um so it's not like it, it gets any obviously the prizes get bigger and um the amenities probably get a little bit nicer, but you're you're still doing a job and trying to make a living. So
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think so they've uh, you know without going into too much detail cuz it's you go on and on, but uh they've changed they've changed Q school a little bit uh they changed Q school in the last couple of years, and they've actually made it kind of easier to stay on the PGA Tour, if that's, if you can actually believe that, uh, and harder to get out there, but, um, but, yeah, you're, you're right, you, you still have to play play really good golf uh, once you get out there to, to stay there and keep your card, so.
0: So I do have a question about, uh, like, entry fees into tournaments, um, and I don't know how it differs tour to tour but like so for Kevin uh, or somebody like him who's playing in the Safeway Open last week uh, is there an entry fee like a per player entry fee that whether it's covered by them or sponsors or whoever uh, is there an entry fee per per person into the tournament?
1: Yeah you know I'm not quite sure actually on PGA Tour if there is one Um, I know that web had one or it has, or had one and Latin had one as well too. And that was basically for insurance purposes, like each week, Hmm. um, just basically saying like, you know, if anything happens to the player, this is hard. Like, this is what we pay, um, for insurance to cover, you know, for the tour to, to cover anything that happens to us while we're out there, like golf balls flying and hitting someone or just something crazy. Um, so if PGA Tour does have one, it's probably only like a hundred bucks. But you know, it's that's you know, that's nothing. They they have to pay their caddies and um, lodging and airfare and all that's all all on the player. And that kind of goes back to your previous question about like what people don't know and how much mini tour guys have to spend, um, really, because it's all it's all on the player. You know, wh- whether they have sponsor money or it's coming out of you know out of their pocket like the player still has to uh, pay for all that so it can yeah. add up
0: yeah i would assume so um and i've heard the same from caddies and from other mini tour guys so i have nothing but respect for the people chasing it and um the people doing it and uh hoping that the dream pays off so uh, oh, yeah that it kind of leads to my next question so you, you obviously did that for three years and then now kind of still in the game just from a different perspective how has um, your transition into like the the corporate side of golf gone, and like what is your role within Scotty Cameron?
1: So um, I've always been a Titleist to Cushnet FootJoy, um, Scotty Cameron uh, sponsor ambassador, whatever you like to call it. Uh, ever since I was in high school. Um, so I just started working for Scotty Cameron on the PGA Tour as a player relations rep. Um, so it kind of made sense when I was transitioning out of golf. Um, I, I, I was going back and forth whether I wanted to stay in it. Then ultimately I decided I did, um, just in the, on the corporate side. And um, so it kind of made sense to try and stay and be with a company that you know, I've been close with for a long time, and who has supported me through my golf for a long, long time. And um, you know, I couldn't be more happy to be with them. Um, and uh, let's see, I'm a so I'm a player relations rep on the PGA Tour, and basically, I have I have another guy that's with me. His name's Johnny Delpretti. Um, lives down here in Jupiter as well. Great guy. Um, he. Uh, So our job is basically to take care of all the guys that are Scotty Cameron users on the PGA tour, um, you know, in day to day activities, whether they're struggling with putting or just tweaks on their putters each week, grips, all that stuff. Um, um, and, uh, to really in, to get any other player that might be interested in our, our putter you know, into the, the correct one, and, and hopefully they win. So, so do
0: you, uh, are you traveling week to week? Like, are you going to events?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to almost just about every PGA Tour event. I'll be there Sunday through Wednesday, and then once the tournament actually starts, uh, we'll be gone, because that's when our, our tour van leaves, uh, the Titleist Tour Van um, Equipment Trailer. That leaves so um, yeah. Sunday to Monday, I'll be there. Uh, just about every event in the states, and maybe a couple overseas, uh, but but not too many. So a lot of travel, but that's something I was already used to, and uh, it's actually a little bit easier being traveling in the states rather than traveling all through, throughout uh South and Central America.
0: Where are you looking more most forward to uh, to going, or what event?
1: Um. I would have said waste management, but I went this past year with Kevin Tway actually, so that one kind of got knocked off the the bucket list there. And that was that was uh, really fun. So, um, you know, I'd have to think on that. We're going to Hawaii at the start of the season for Sony. Hmm. Uh, I've been there too, but we're going to be out there for a little while, so that, that one will probably be a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, and you know, you I know your boys with like. Kevin and all those Jupiter guys. Um, what do, like, what is professional, what do professional golfers do for like casual rounds? Like, do these, do you guys play casual golf? Um, yeah, we do, but there's still a lot of competitiveness to it. Um,
1: I mean, you know, we're we're always playing some some money games and stuff like that. Nothing crazy, but like I said, we're all very competitive. And uh, and we're all friends, so we don't ever want it to get out of control. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's when we're home, and you know, people aren't taking straight time off. We're we're probably playing playing some golf, and and you know, trying to beat each other for sure. But uh, but it's just good to just kind of stay sharp. And uh, there's so many like tour guys that are down here, and guys that are. You know, whether you're on the PGA Tour or whatever, Latin or mini tours or whatever, there's so many good players down here. You can always find kind of someone to play with and and, and duke it out.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the money games and the when the drinks are flowing and the music's playing is a little more like low side vibe than uh, sitting on the putting green with like eight balls six feet away just trying to ram them in 10 out of 10 or eight out of eight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some drills going on and some serious practice. But yeah, we'll, when we're out there, um, we'll have the music going and and uh, you know we'll we'll be goofing around too. But when it's time to hit a shot, like I said, we're we're very competitive. So we're trying to we're trying to beat the other person for sure. We don't want to lose uh, lose any cash. But uh, we have a good time. And like I said, yeah, we have some low side vibes, good vibes out there.
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, man. I got these last three questions I asked to everybody. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't expect you've listened, but if you have, you'll have heard them. Um, but I always like to wrap up with this. So, first, first yeah. question is: uh, What's your favorite sports moment that you've ever played in? That I've ever played in.
1: Mm. Um, it was probably. Mm.
0: They're hard to answer on the spot.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, just the one that po- pops into my head right away is uh, my my very first college tournament that I made um, as as playing for the team and not just as an individual. Um, it was actually at Karsten Creek, um, and we only, the only time we ever have ones like that was during our national championship year. So it was every year the the college or the the tournaments they put on one called the ping preview, which is they go to where they have the national championship that year, early in the fall and all the best teams from the previous year or, or that year that had the highest ranking, they all go there. And that was the year we had the national championship at Karsten and, uh, I qualified, um, on the team and it was at Carson. So just playing in front of the home crowd and being my first event, um, pretty nervous but it was really special and my parents flew out for it and um, I played pretty well and it was just it was just really cool just to be in front of a home crowd because like I said before Oklahoma State golf is different and I mean you would have you would have thought that uh, you know basketball or football is out there playing with how many people we had out so it was pretty cool
0: yeah I think you're definitely right in that assessment considering what it looked like during the national championship this year that was awesome
1: no yeah yeah, I mean that was even that was probably even bigger than than when we had it. That was that would have been two thousand eleven that we did that. So um yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Pretty what, special to be around.
0: All right, and then the next question pretty similar is uh what's your favorite sports moment you've ever witnessed? Ever witnessed. Um, wow,
1: that's a tough one too. Um uh, <laughs> You should have prepped me on this one, so I could have <laughs> thought about it a little bit longer. I always tell um, people like
0: when you go to when you lay down tonight, you'll be like, "Oh, why didn't I think of this one? Or why didn't I say that one?"
1: I know. Um, I remember watching Tiger win in '97, the Masters. I mean, I was a kid, but I remember seeing that like so, you know, vividly. And and also, I remember or, I can't remember what year, but I remember jo- watching Jordan beat the the Jazz. When he had that little step back jumper on the the almost the top of the key, like the left wing, that was June of he kind of he kind of pushed off on Brian Russell and and he sat there and held the pose. I remember watching that live too, and um, that was that was pretty pretty sweet to see.
0: That was June of 1998, and the only reason I know that is because um, my dad and I sat and watched it in a hotel room we had just moved, and that's uh, like the that's like the only. <laughs> that's like the only that's the earliest Jordan memory I have, so I remember like, Wizards Jordan, but that's like the only thing oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was pretty
1: sick to see.
0: Yeah, and then I have one last question I was asked at the end, but I gotta throw this in there. I don't know if you saw my Instagram earlier, I, I think it was misspelled, I, I'm not sure, but... Um, I did see it Was the, the deal story. Yeah, so is did he really play, did Brandon Whedon really play golf at Oklahoma State in addition to playing football after being a professional baseball player?
1: yeah he did so um while brandon whedon was there he became really close with a lot of us on the golf team and he's a pretty good player lives at oak tree um down there in edmond uh, now so he's he's still a golfer now but uh he became pretty close with us pretty good golfer and uh (laughs) without throwing him under the bus too much kind of used his connections and and got on the golf team and um you know, he practiced with us, and, and uh, it, it was just it was good for the golf team just to kind of have him out there and, and learn from a different mindset, uh, you know, a different sports mindset, um, you know, kind of how he handles pressures and stuff like that. But yeah, he was on the golf team, I think it would have been, his last year was maybe two, the 2010-2011 season.
0: Yeah, when I saw that, so. I was like, this is definitely a big man on campus, like, using all of that to his advantage.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was it, he was awesome and um, um, good player, but uh, you know he 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 was he wasn't going to play in any events, but uh, you know he uh, he became friends with us and the coaches and stuff like that, and it was it was like I said it was good to have him out there and and, and learn from him um, even if it was in a different way.
0: Yeah, and that was like the kind of the rising of Oklahoma State football too. Like that's him, Justin Blackman, like, I think they won a Fiesta Bowl in there at some point, so that was, like, a a good time to be a a Cowboy. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Yeah, we are lucky while I was there that our football team kind of got better every year, and uh, we got to see some, some pretty good teams while, you know, come through there while I was there, so...
0: Nice, and then uh, last question, man. Like I said, I asked this to everybody. I I stole this, I think, from Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or somebody, but I I think it's a good one to finish with, is uh, what keeps you up at night?
1: What keeps me up at night? Um, It's a little bit different now that I've transitioned out of golf. I've I've slept pretty good (laughs) since I stopped (laughs) golfing about two two months ago, but... um, Probably before that, I was just you know was, was I doing everything the right way? Is there something I could do better to to become better and um, you know thinking back on certain shots that you know I wish I could take back sometimes um, and done it you know done that golf had a different mindset in that that specific moment for that golf shot. But uh, like I said, I've slept pretty good the last uh, the last two months since I've been out of golf. So you know maybe ask me a, in a in a couple months or something like that when i'm having to do something for some player
0: (laughs) yeah i hear you man so all right i think that's a good one to wrap it up on and uh, like i said at the top man i i really appreciate your time and thanks for kind of sharing some of your story
1: yeah definitely thanks
0: for having me on here It uh,
1: it was it was my pleasure so good to talk with you